1: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Vista Gold's second quarter 2020 financial results conference call and webcast. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session, and at that time, participants are asked to press star 1 to register for a question. For assistance during today's call, please press star 0 on your touchtone phone. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded. Today is Thursday, July 30th, 2020. It is now my pleasure to introduce Pamela Sali, Vice President of Investor Relations. Please go ahead, ma'am.
0: Thank you, Brandon. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining the Vista Gold Corp. Second Quarter 2020 Financial Results and Corporate Update Conference Call. I'm Pamela Sali, Vice President of Investor Relations. On the call today is Fred Ernest, President and Chief Executive Officer, and Doug Tobler, Chief Financial Officer. During the course of this call, we will be making forward-looking statements. These statements involve known and unknown risks, uncertainties, and other factors that may cause actual results, performance, or achievements of VISTA to be materially different from results, performance, or achievements expressed or implied by such statements. Please refer to our most recently filed Form 10-Q for a detailed discussion of risks and other important factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from those in our forward-looking statements. I will now turn the call over to Fred Ernest.
2: Thank you, Pam. And uh, thank you everyone for joining us on the call today. I'll begin this afternoon by briefly addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, which continues to have a significant impact on human life and health and on the global economy. This response to the COVID-19 pandemic has been to ensure the health and safety of its employees and other stakeholders, corporate activities continue with personnel working remotely and on a limited in-office basis. Corporate travel and participation in conferences has been replaced by video conferencing. In Australia, our Mount Todd project is classified as a critical business and is operating under a COVID-19 management and mitigation plan. Direct costs to implement, implement this plan were minimal. To date, our workforce and their families remain healthy. Moving on to our second quarter results, I'm pleased to report that we strengthened our balance sheet through our ongoing efforts to monetize non-core assets, continued our business practice of maintaining a current shelf registration statement and associated agreements. Of note, our new shelf registration has a limit of $25 million, substantially, substantially less than our previous shelf that had a limit Of 100 million. We continue to work with the Northern Territory Division of Mines in the review of our mine management plan. We also announced recent geological evaluation results for areas adjacent to our planned Mount Todd mine and continued our efforts to identify and engage in discussions with potential development partners. I'll discuss these topics in greater detail later in the call, but I will now turn the time over to Doug Tobler for a review of our financial results for the quarter ended June 30th, 2020.
3: Thank you, Fred, and thanks to those on the call. We appreciate your interest today. VISTA filed its most recent Form 10-Q yesterday. Today, I'll provide a brief overview of our results of operation and financial condition for the quarter ended June 30th, 2020. For more in-depth analysis, please refer to our Form 10-Q, which is out on our website. For the quarter ended June 30, 2020, we reported net income of $1.9 million, that compared to a net loss of $3 million for the same period last year. There were two key drivers that account for this quarter's net income and the variance when compared to 2019. First, in May 2020, we received $2.0 million to cancel a portion of our royalties on the Awak Mas gold project in Indonesia. This amount Plus, a related deferred option gain resulted in recognizing a gain of $2.6 million. And secondly, our holdings in Midas Gold shares appreciated in value, which resulted in a $1.1 million gain during the quarter into June 30, 2020. This was a complete flip from our second quarter of 2019 when we recorded a mark-to-mark loss on the Midas shares of $1.1 million. Our net loss for the six months into June 30, 2020 and 2019 was 1.6 million and 5.7 million, respectively. Again, this variance is largely accounted for by the gain recognized for Moss and the mark-to-market adjustments for the Midas Gold ships. Our net income reported for this quarter and potential future payments from agreements in place to monetize non-core assets supports our objective of su- sustaining our balance sheet while minimizing dilution. Working capital at June 30, 2020 was $4.8 million, which was net of non-cash deferred option gains of $3 million that were included as current liabilities. Ignoring these non-cash items, our current assets, net of accounts payable and accrued liabilities, was $7.8 million. This compares to our working capital at December 31, 2019, which was also $7.8 million. And we were able to maintain our financial position largely because of the AWAC Moss transaction and the Midas cultures, as we discussed earlier. We also benefited from limited use of the ATM program and maintaining our low expenditure profile. And now, while not occurring during the second quarter, we recently received the final $1.5 million payment from Prime Mining that was required to complete the purchase of the Los, Los Reyes Gold and Silver Project in Mexico. This transaction also requires prime mining to pay us an additional $2.1 million over the next year in lieu of being granted certain royalties and a back-end right. And as a closing note on our financial position, we continue to have no debt. And looking forward just brief- briefly, we believe our existing working capital, together with the Los Reyes transaction, an additional option payment of $2.5 million due in April 2021, under the AWAC-MOS agreement and other potential sources of non-diluted financing will be sufficient to fully fund our currently-planned activities for more than 12 months. With that, I'll turn it back over to Fred. Thank you for your participation today.
2: Doug, thank you for that that overview. I will begin with our achievements during and subsequent to the quarter ended June 30, 2020, and then provide an outlook for the remainder of this year. As most of you know, one of VISTA's major objectives is to maintain a disciplined capital structure to limit dilution to our shareholders. One way we've been able to achieve this is through the monetization of our non-core assets. As Doug mentioned earlier, during the quarter, we received $2.4 million from PT Mass Mindo to cancel 50% of the net smelter return royalties on the Awakmas project in Indonesia PT Masmindo retains the right to cancel the remaining 50% for an additional payment of 2.5 million by April 30th of 2021 if PT Masmindo does not make the 2.5 million dollar payment by April 30th of 2021 Vista will retain the remaining royalty interest and can pursue alternative monetization strategies if we choose. Turning to the Guadalupe de los Reyes project. In June, VISTA amended the agreement with prime mining for the Guadalupe de los Reyes gold and silver project in Sinaloa, Mexico. The amended agreement accelerated the due date for the final $1.5 million payment, which was received by VISTA in July and provided an. And, and provides for an additional two point one million dollar payments payable to VISTA in lieu of being granted certain royalties and back in rights. VISTA expects to receive the two point one million dollars through two payments within the next twelve months. If Prime Mining fails to make the two payments, VISTA will have the right to reinstate the royalties and back in right. During the quarter, we filed a new $25 million shelf registration statement with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. The shelf registration statement became effective on June 24, 2020, and replaced the company's prior $100 million shelf registration statement that was set to expire on July 5, 2020. A parallel $25 million preliminary short-form base-shelf prospectus was also filed in each of the provinces of Canada other than Quebec on June 22, 2020, which is still under review by the British Columbia Securities Commission. At the same time, the company also amended its existing $10 million at-the-market offering with H.C. Wainwright, which originally became effective on November 22, 2017, to incorporate certain representations and warranties of the company and other information in relation to the filing of the new shelf registration statement and to remove the termination date of August 31st, 2020. Going forward, the ATM agreement can be terminated by either AC Wainwright or Vista upon proper notice under the terms of the agreement. It is important to note that the shelf registration statement and the ATM agreement are part of the company's ongoing business practice to maintain current financial instruments without any incumbent obligation for their use. Let me turn to matters related to Mount Todd. In June, we announced the positive results of ongoing geological evaluations at the Mount Todd Gold Project, which is located in the Northern Territory of Australia. This initial phase of evaluations focused on areas within and adjacent to the Batman deposit, extending northeast to the Quigley's deposit. Results demonstrated greater potential for continuity of gold mineralization along a 5.4 kilometer strike length. Although these results are preliminary in nature, the recent work by our geologic team to understand the connectivity of the Batman deposit to the Gulf Tullis and Quigley's deposits indicates potential for district continuity. As we evaluate this potential combined with the continuing improved gold prices, it is possible for us to envision a 20-plus year mine life for the Mount Todd Gold Project. Changing to permitting, we continue to work with the Northern Territory Division of Mines on the approval of the Mount Todd Project Mine Management Plan, which is the equivalent of a mine operating permit in North America. In March of this year, we were asked to provide a number of independent assessments of our designs and operating and closure plans. These assessments have been favorably completed, and final corresponding documents are in the process of being submitted. We are hopeful that in the coming months, we will receive the final approval of the Mine Management Plan. Once approved, Vista will then hold all of the major projects or major permits for the Mount Todd project. Moving on to our share price performance, Vista shares are up approximately 66% year-to-date. Our shares, like most companies, were negatively impacted during the initial phases of the COVID-19 pandemic, but have since rebounded with the increase in the gold price Vista continues to enjoy strong leverage to the to the price of gold, in part due to the significant improvement in Mount Todd project economics that correspond to relatively small improvements in the gold price. Since November 13th of 2018, the date that gold broke out of its horizontal trend through July 29, 2020, the gold price has improved by approximately 61%, while VISA's share price has improved by approximately 173%. This is nearly three times the improvement in the gold price on a percentage basis. This compares to the value of the GDXJ, improving by approximately two times the improvement in the price of gold over the same period. Looking ahead. VISTA continues to advance and de risk Mount Todd and is well positioned in the current gold environment to consider prospective development partners who we believe will recognize the value of Mount Todd and appropriately reward shareholders. We continue to believe that the debt and dilution needed to build Mount Todd on a standalone basis is not in the best interest of our shareholders. Our objective is to achieve a valuation for Mount Todd that is reflective of the size of the deposit, together with its location in Australia's low-risk Northern Territory, favorable low operating costs, robust project economics, and the fact that we have approvals for all major environmental permits. We believe these factors coupled with the technically advanced stage of the project and excellent infrastructure, place Mount Todd on a short list of the most attractive development stage projects in the world. In 2000, I'm sorry, The 2019 Preliminary Feasibility Study provides a solid basis for engagement with prospective development partners, and current market conditions demonstrate the robust economics of the project. Our goal is to provide appropriate reward for our shareholders. In addition to seeking a strategic partner, we will continue to de-risk Mount Todd in a cost-effective manner, work with the Northern Territory Department of Primary Industries and Resources to receive authorization of the Mount Todd Mine Management Plan, and monetize other non-core assets opportunistically. Finally. With the continued improvement in gold price, we are evaluating the positive impact of higher gold prices on mine plans and project economics. In conclusion, we find ourselves in a market with record gold prices and governments around the world on the cusp of approving additional stimulus packages. We believe this bodes well for sustained improvement in the gold price in the coming 12 to 24 months. The work we have completed over the past several years has positioned our Mount Todd Gold Project as the largest single-deposit, undeveloped gold project in Australia. With 5.85 million ounces of of gold as proven and probable reserves, VISTA controls the third-largest reserve package in Australia. Our 2019 preliminary feasibility study demonstrated a net present value at a 5% discount rate of $823 million with an internal rate of return of 23.4% at a 1350 gold price and using a $0.70 U.S. per Australian dollar foreign exchange rate. At a current gold price of approximately $1,950 and a foreign exchange rate of 71.5 cents U.S. per Australian dollar, the project economics demonstrate an after-tax NPV 5% discount rate of more than $2 billion and an internal rate of return of 45.3%. Mount Todd is ideally located in the Northern Territory of Australia with paved roads to the site and other existing infrastructure such as power lines and natural gas pipeline Freshwater Storage Reservoir, and Tailings impoundment Facility. The project improvements we have achieved, along with our estimated reserve and production profiles, have created the foundation for the leverage to gold price and improved shareholder value. We have earned the trust of local stakeholders and believe that our social license is firmly in hand. We've worked hard to secure the authorization of the major environmental permits, and are now focused on gaining the authorization of the mine management plan. We believe Mount Todd is a superior asset located in a politically stable and mining friendly jurisdiction and one of the most attractive development stage gold projects not just in Australia, but in the world. I reiterate our commitment to finding a partner partner to advance the project and at the same time realize value for our shareholders. For a more comprehensive assessment of the value accorded to VISTA and the Mount Todd project, I refer you to our corporate presentation, which can be found on our website at www.vistagold.com. We believe that VISTA Gold represents an exceptional investment opportunity for the gold investor looking for value, growth potential, low geopolitical risk exposure, and strong leverage to the gold price. We will now respond to any questions from the participants on this call.
1: Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you are using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, press star 1 to ask a question. We'll pause for just a moment to allow everyone an opportunity to signal for questions. The first question will come from Heiko Illa with HCW. Please go ahead.
4: Hey, guys. Good quarter, and thank you for taking my questions.
2: Heiko, thanks for being on the call today. Great,
4: right, you're a gentleman. Hey, um, just curious just your, your your news releases throughout 2020. I mean, you've got a bunch of money coming in from, you know, and, and and all the other stuff. But let's talk a little bit about exploration for the rest of the year, if you could. How much do you think is going to happen for the remainder of the year, and how much do you plan on spending on that place?
2: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking, Heiko. Um, Always. As a result, as as a result of the geologic evaluation that was discussed previously on the call, we've identified two areas of interest immediately adjacent to the currently designed Batman pit. We've completed surface mapping and sampling, and and have planned a, a modest program to test both of these targets, which, if successful would be expected to immediately add a small number of ounces to the project resources and could form the basis for future mine design changes, given that they're on the very limits of the pit. Furthermore, this drilling will mark our first efforts to establish the continuity, of the, the continuity of the deposit trending to the, the northeast. Right now we contemplate spending approximately $430,000 on this first small drilling program uh, through the end of the year. Yep.
4: Okay. Um, and, and completely unrelated to this, and I'm, I'm sorry for jumping around like that, can you just walk me a little bit through, and I asked the same sort of kind of question on the last conference call, this whole COVID-19 thing that's just been putting everything into disarray, can you just sort of walk me through you know costs and expenditures and and just general corporate impact from that? What are you seeing? I mean, from the best of my understanding is Australia is still closed, all the planes can only have you know 30 or 50 people, and it's 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 tough to travel around and, and and see things. Can you just sort of walk me through impacts on the company, please? Thank you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, Financially, the impacts of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic to Vista Gold have been minimal. Uh, we have uh, our, our compliance costs in Australia, and, and as he indicated on the call, um, Mount Todd is considered a critical business, and yep. we have a government-approved uh, COVID-19 uh, management and mitigation plan, the cost of implementing that plan uh, was uh no more than $1000. Uh, it was really the the purchase of uh additional personal protective equipment masks and uh and uh Sorry, did you like say
4: $1000? That. That's it?
2: $1000. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's uh very very uh very minimal uh you know and and so uh the uh the site uh, the site management and, and our activities there have been largely unaffected uh the biggest uh the biggest thing that's happened is that our uh, weekly crew changeover uh has happened uh by video conference rather than everybody being together at site at the same time which has been our our operating practice in the past here in the Denver office uh we have uh we have uh, adjusted uh, work schedules so that uh, at uh, in accordance with uh, government regulations here in Colorado that no more than half of our staff is in the office uh, at any given time uh, we uh, that means that um, we work uh, here in the office 3 days a week and we work remotely from home 2 days a week uh, we uh, c- communicate on a daily basis by uh, zoom video conference calls uh, and we do the same thing with our team in Australia. so our uh, our ability to adapt has been uh, uh, actually quite easily implemented. The, uh, the Here in Denver, the financial impacts have been slightly different. Uh, we've actually uh, received significant benefit from the uh, limitations on on travel and our uh, our travel expenses are uh, considerably lower than budget uh, as we've not had any corporate travel basically since uh, pdac uh, the first week of march uh, as you may be aware uh, international travel to and from australia and parts of europe are uh, essentially uh, uh, shut down and uh, as such we have uh, we've not been able to to travel at all and we've replaced the uh the usual face to face contact that we would have with team members and investors with uh with video conference calls We have made some small investments in uh in technology here in the in the denver office um video conferencing equipment and in some cases uh the the same for uh team members uh homes but uh I would say that our total cost for compliance and adjustment to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic here in Denver has been less than something on the order of $2,500 to $3,000. So, on a corporate basis, we've spent less than less than $5,000 $5, to be uh, to adapt to uh, conditions of the pandemic, Heiko. Good. Well, thank you for
4: taking my questions. I'll get back into queue, And congratulations again.
1: Thank you, Heiko. Thank you. The next question will come from Adrian Day with Adrian Day Asset Management. Please go ahead. Oh,
5: yeah. Good afternoon, Fred and the others. Um, two questions, if I may. Uh, the first question, you talked about the 430000 on this uh, new drilling program, <coughs> which is good to see. Um, but can you tell us the uh, totality of what you're expecting to spend uh, in the coming year, both on Mount Tard and also um, on G&A in general?
2: Yeah, I'm going to turn that. I'm going to turn that question to uh, Doug Tobler, our CFO, for a response. Great. Hi, Adrian. Nice to chat. Hi. So,
3: our our ongoing run rate is going to be essentially the same if you went back and took the previous four quarters. So, in round okay. numbers, you're looking at a holding cost or a run rate cost for the whole corporation, including the normal things we do at Mount Todd, of about six million dollars per year. A million and a half per quarter. Then a program like this, four hundred and thirty thousand. Of course, that would be on top of that.
5: Okay, and that's about mm-hmm. half and half G&A and Mount Todd. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The okay.
3: relationship okay. is almost almost static for the last year.
5: Okay. Um, my okay. I just thought it might have gone down a bit since you know you are you finished some pretty critical issues at Mount Todd. But um uh, my second question is um you, you you've obviously done an excellent job of raising cash from non core assets over the years. Um uh but you know and and it's been a little bit if I may use the expression, or it's appeared to be a little bit of sort of hand to mouth you've always managed to succeed in pulling a rabbit out of the hat somewhere, but of course we're running we're running low on remaining rabbits if if you want and I just wondered on I, I just wondered two things: one is if there's been with the increase in the price of gold if there's been any increase interest in the mill maybe too soon yet. And then the second thing is on Midas, you're no longer a reporting shareholder. Would you at least announce to the market when you have sold everything in Midas?
2: I'll, I'll I'll respond to the uh, question about the mill equipment and I'll let Doug respond to the uh, the part of the question on Midas uh, and our, and our ownership thereof. The, uh, with the increase in gold price, we have not yet seen, uh, a, 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 and when I say increase in gold price, I'm talking the last, say, six weeks or eight weeks. I, I would say that uh, with the improvement in gold price that we saw at the end of 2019, that we were seeing a an improvement or, or an uptick in interest in the uh, the mill equipment that we have. And we had a a number of of visits and inquiries in the first quarter of the year. Uh, Much of that interest has gone quiet as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, expansion projects, uh, and and other other activities that were driving the interest in the project have died down. Some, Some of the engineering work has been put on hold and so the uh the covid-19 pandemic has uh, and the, the limitations on travel uh have had an, an impact on that now having said that i expect that as you know in in the coming months as things start to open up and, and certainly we all hope that they will that that uh that interest will revive i think that uh i think that the the improvements in the gold price over the last uh the last 4 to 6 weeks uh, Will also start to drive a little bit of interest, but we've we've not seen uh, an uptick in that interest uh, as of today, Adrian.
5: Okay. Okay. Now that makes sense. So, okay. so, so, so with
2: regards to the midas shares, I'll turn it over to Doug.
3: Yeah. So the midas information, you're right. We're not required to report that information outside of what we would put in our 10Qs and our 10K, and we do have that in in the footnotes to the document. So at the okay. end of June. We still had 4.7 million shares of Midas.
5: Okay. Okay, good, good. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Thanks, Adrian. Thanks for being on the call. Thank you for the question. As a quick reminder, if you have a question at this time, that is star one to enter the queue. The next question will come from Lane Corkamp with Premier Enterprises. Please go ahead.
5: Hello, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Lane. I have uh, just a two part question about the Mount Todd project. Uh first I'm very glad to hear you have the environmental permits approved. That's always a fun hurdle. Um, so first of all, what what's the conservative time frame in which you believe the mine management plan will be approved for the Mount Todd project? Do you have a feel for that? We're hopeful that within the coming months
2: and uh you know, we like like I indicated in in the uh in the prepared uh, portion of the call in march we were asked to uh, to prepare and submit uh, uh independent assessments of our designs and and, and operating and closure plans uh those have all been completed we're hopeful that within the next uh, the next 5 business days that all of those and uh, the associated documents will be in the hands of the government And uh, and with that, we believe that we're nearing the end of the review process, and that uh, and that 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 drives the optimism that we're within we're within uh, a number of months. I I would hope that uh, sometime late this quarter or early fourth quarter that we would have that authorization.
5: Great. Um, and then part two to that then would be, you know, once the mine management plan is approved, uh, how long will it take uh, roughly to ramp up to full production with your existing equipment?
2: So there is no existing equipment at, at Mount Todd. be a project
5: e- existing plan. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Yeah, so so the 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 plan is as as we indicated to attract and enter into an agreement uh, a transaction with a partner for the development of the project. And uh you know, we uh we've been working on this since uh, near the 1st of the year. Uh the uh COVID-19 pandemic has definitely slowed that down. Uh Doug and I had uh planned to be on the road in uh in parts of Australia and Southeast Asia, the the first weeks of February, uh, as the pandemic broke uh, and airlines started restricting travel and canceling flights, we uh, ultimately canceled all of that. We have since uh, been successful in reaching out to a number of parties. We've signed uh, uh, confidentiality agreements with uh, a, a number of uh, entities who are conducting due diligence and uh and we expect that we will sign more confidentiality agreements in the coming in the coming weeks and and, and months um having said that the the due diligence process is a uh, is a uh, can be a lengthy process and uh, right now with travel restricted to australia that may have uh, have an impact uh, so it, taking that into consideration i think that it would uh, be reasonable to expect that sometime early next year we would be in a position to have uh, an agreement with a potential partner and uh from there it would be uh, the exercises of you know completing final uh feasibility study evaluations uh undertaking uh financing discussions uh construction itself uh, as noted in our preliminary feasibility study Our engineers think that it could be completed uh, in 18 months. We've allowed 24 months from the start of construction through to uh, uh, the start of uh, of, uh, production and then a a six-month ramp-up to achieve uh, uh, full-scale commercial operations. Okay.
5: Well, I, I appreciate the insight. You guys stay safe. Very good.
1: Thanks for being on the call, Lane. Thank you for the question. The next question will come from Sean Drake, a shareholder. Please go ahead. Hello, Sean. Hello. How are we doing? Uh, you've kind of answered both questions,
2: uh, the last gentleman, so I appreciate that. Uh, kind of my concern was the operational permit, is if COVID is still stalling that process at all, and if COVID all my second part of the question would be is COVID, put uh, uh, it affecting the
6: uh, potential partners coming in view in the site.
2: Yeah, so uh, so the, the the COVID-19 pandemic has all, has only minimally affected the uh the the work we're doing to get the mine management plan approved. Uh we're fortunate in the regard that the the evaluation of the study was well advanced and the work that we have uh, been asked to complete has uh only nominally have been impacted uh, we, we've had one particular consultant that uh, uh their particular office and 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 uh, jurisdiction requirements have limited uh their uh, ability to complete work in uh in as timely a manner as what we had expected and that's been one of the del- one i suppose one of the reasons for the delays in getting uh, these last these these uh, assessments completed and into the government um with regards to the 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 impact uh of uh the, the pandemic on finding a partner the the impact is more pronounced uh you know our our inability to travel and meet people face to face has uh has slowed the process down uh combined with the fact that a, a number of the the companies and groups that we would uh we would uh hope would uh, take interest as potential partners have uh, have uh, likewise been impacted. Um, producers in Australia were aware of a number of cases where, you know, through the period uh, late March, April, May, their business development teams were retasked as COVID-19 management teams and uh, were not doing any business development work. And so our calls went largely ignored and unanswered uh we're starting to see a bit of a change in that regard that uh, we have had uh in the last uh in the last month uh, six weeks a number of uh very interesting calls and so we're we're seeing a a change in that regard the the, the next challenge though is as i indicated uh, previously is uh, the site visits and uh, completing the due diligence and right now uh, travel to australia continues to be restricted And uh, as such, uh, those entities that have operations or staff, engineering people, uh, technical teams within Australia have a distinct advantage, uh, provided that they're not in uh, the states of Victoria or Sydney. uh, Those areas are restricted from traveling to the Northern Territory at the present time due to the the, uh, uptick in uh, the number of COVID-19 cases. But uh, people in Perth can... uh, can travel to uh the Northern Territory in some instances people are still required to uh self quarantine for fourteen days so so there's some challenges around that however, all of the uh you know the data review the uh and and there's an exhaustive amount of uh, information available for Mount Todd all of that can be completed remotely but when it comes to the actual site visits walking the ground meeting the people you know being able to see the rock etc uh the 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 pandemic is still uh, having a, a a significant impact on our ability to accomplish that part of the due diligence process.
1: Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you. The next question will come from Henry Westendarp with private investors. Please go ahead.
6: Hey, um, I'm wondering if you could elaborate a little bit on what partner means when you're looking to partner this could range anywhere from selling the project over to you guys do the project and they just feed the money in and there's probably a half a dozen stops in between. What are you looking for? What's best for the shareholders?
5: Um,
2: That's a, that's a very insightful question. Uh, When, when we say we're looking for a partner to, to help advance the project, we're looking to enter into an arrangement, an agreement with, a, uh, another party, whereby they would acquire upfront uh, a, a significant part of the project, and, and you know, ideally for us it would be a fifty-fifty arrangement. It may end up depending on the, the partner. Uh, for example, if it was a senior producer, a well-established name in the in the in the, in the gold uh, producer uh, sector, that we would end up at something less than that. Uh, our goal is to receive a, a, submission, a sufficient amount of cash or consideration up front that we would then be able to fund our proportional share of the development of the project with very little or no dilution to our shareholders. Now, the partner could be a, uh, a senior or, or large mid-tier producer, it could be uh, a strategic financial interest of uh one of any number of, of different flavors uh and uh, as you uh, astutely pointed out it could mean that uh you know we as a partnership developed the project with the uh with the partner in the case of it of the partner being a uh, a senior producer driving the boat and being the one that uh, makes a lot of the decisions and provides a lot of the personnel for the development and construction of the project. Or uh, on the other end of the spectrum, if it's a, a strategic financial partner, it could be that VISTA would be expected to build the uh, the development and construction team and, and ultimately operate the uh, the project. At this point in time, we're agnostic as to which type of partner uh we uh we uh, end up with we're talking to many different uh groups and companies and the idea right now is to help uh individuals understand the intrinsic value of the project with the uh with the goal and the objective of achieving the greatest realization of value for our shareholders uh that's possible
6: when you mentioned the $2 billion net present value at 1950 gold, um, that's something that eventually would be shared between the partners, or I'm I, I, I'm trying to figure out how that equates to uh, what you might develop with a partner.
3: Yeah, so if you took the – this is Doug Tobler, by the way. Nice, nice to check. If you took our feasibility study, we're looking at – a 13-year mine life presently, and you know we're looking at a little bit better than 400,000 ounces per year, almost 500,000 ounces in the first five years. So if you use the 50-50 joint venture as an example, then on the construction side of things, as Fred said, we would expect to see a consideration come to us through the joint venture arrangement that would effectively fund all or most of VISTA's cost to participate at at that percentage. Then, you know, if it's a major, you know, we don't have any any belief that a major is going to ask us to build it. Of course, they're going to bring in their expertise, and that's part of the reason you bring in a major. On the other Mm -hmm. side, people in this organization have the ability to do it. All of us have been involved in construction projects in the past, so a financial investor would really be more putting up the funding with us being a development partner. So that path depends on how it goes, but the relationship after that would be there would be an operator, they would would run the day-to-day operations, we would have a management committee and depending on the ownership structure that would determine effectively how many votes you have sitting at the table and in certain decisions you would have super majorities for example. Plant expansions typically require a supermajority because it's a new capital investment, but that's years down the road. Then, as mm-hmm. the as the mine goes into operations, each party takes uh, credit for and receives the financial benefit of their respective number of ounces, and covers off their respective proportionate share of the operating expenses. So, you know, it's fifty mm-hmm. fifty deal. Then, you know, we'd be looking at. To Vista's credit for the first five years something in the order of 250,000 ounces of attributable gold and life of mine something fractionally over 200,000 ounces a year so that would be our objective is once the project is built we've done minimal dilution to our shareholders and yet hang on to something of that magnitude as a you know as attributable to us and I think if you go out and look at valuations around 200,000-ounce gold producers, um, that's the, that's where we'd like to get to. And, and, you know, that number will change over time depending on where the gold price is at. But right now, um, being a 200,000-ounce producer would be a very nice aspiration for Vista.
6: Last year, or one of the recent calls, um, you um, talked about Vista's share price Uh, compared to the share prices of other players uh, with similar, if there are any, but, you know, equivalent projects. And my vague recollection is that uh, you were way on the low end of the scale compared to uh, other alternatives that, that the partners might have. Does that sound familiar?
3: Well, we don't have the presentation or numbers in front of us, but broadly speaking, our multiple as a percentage of the net present value of the project is quite low, typically somewhere in the order of 0.1 times our price to the NAV of the project, sometimes slightly less than that, even more at that now because the gold price has gone up so substantially, driving the NPV up. What What we're trying to accomplish... And when we talk about getting value for our shareholders is building a bridge from being an undervalued developer that, you know, frankly, the, the ticket for this project is bigger and would cause the dilution that we don't want to give shareholders. So we're trying to build a bridge with a joint venture partner where the joint venture transaction is accretive to the shareholders. But ultimately the objective would be to get into that producer category where you could be looking at, you know uh, i think the the range right now is somewhere between say 0.7 and a little bit over one times your price to nab and getting there is is the magic of what we're trying to do with the joint venture partner so we would effectively be doing a two step approach get a joint venture partner that's accretive to our shareholders in the near term and then have the longer term opportunity to see a producer P to NAV type free rating So, and all the while trying to not do a massive dilutive event to our
2: shareholders.
6: I'll tell you guys, it sounds pretty good.
2: Well, thanks for being on the call today.
6: righty.
1: Thank you again. As a reminder, if you have a question at this time, please dial star one. showing nothing further in the queue at this time.
2: Very good. Thank you, Brandon. And especially thank you to all of you who have been on the call today. And for those of you who have asked questions, they've been uh, very interesting and and insightful questions. Uh, As I indicated earlier in the call, we find ourselves in a very interesting period of time with regards to the gold markets. Uh, current market and global conditions suggest that the gold price will remain strong and and continue to improve in the the coming um, 12 to 24 months. And and I think that that bodes very well for the project and and the value of the project. Uh, As I indicated, the the leverage to the project, uh, the leverage of the project to the price of gold is tremendous. Uh, With a uh, you know, a uh, roughly a, a $600 improvement in gold price, we have seen uh, you know a, a, almost a tripling in the in the value of uh, the uh, the NPV of the project, um, probably more like two and a half times. But the the important thing is that uh, I think this is one of the things that distinguishes Vista Gold from many of our peers is this tremendous leverage that we have to the price of gold. And I would simply reiterate that. Uh, if uh, if if an investor is looking for a uh an opportunity to invest in a project that's in a safe jurisdiction with tremendous value that can be unlocked and growth potential and strong leverage to the price of gold that vista gold represents the kind of investment that you should be looking at and uh We here as the management team at Vista appreciate the support of our shareholders. And for those who are contemplating an investment in Vista, if you have further questions and would like to visit with a member of the team, please feel free to reach out to us. We thank you for your time this afternoon, and we look forward to being able to chat with you again in the future. Thanks, everyone.
1: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's event. You may now disconnect your lines.
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's Investor Relations section on their website. See you next time.
7: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.